I told Delta Airlines we're recording at this time and they need to redirect uh, DS-1204 from Seattle, but no luck. Bunch of fucking pricks. We're at Delta. Yeah, have you gotten into the old man hobby of tracking uh, flights? Uh, just Elon's. Um. <laughs> you can't even track his anymore. I know, yeah, it's all delayed. I really love how he's like, yeah, I, I'm worried about people tracking my flights because of assassinations. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, Elon, you're not cool enough to get assassinated. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I don't know how to tell you this. Um, the people, the billionaires that get assassinated are like Jeffrey Epstein. Real, real cool guys, yeah. you know? <laughs> people that have shit on people and... Other than just you saw them at the same Jeffrey Epstein parties, Elon. Um, <laughs> you know, as someone who uh, was big into Jeffrey Epstein conspiracy theories for a long time. <laughs> you really got to rush to the second half of that sentence. <laughs> Elon, not really in the black book. Surprisingly. Yeah, there's some photos of him with uh, Ghislaine. But... Yeah, but those were like, they happened to be at the same party and not sure, sure, sure. Elon being like, uh, Jeffrey, um... Pleasure to meet you. Please, mm. can I come to your island? I can't do an Elon accent. I need to practice it, but... Mm. <clears throat> um, Noam Chomsky, though, met with uh, Jeffrey Epstein a bunch of times uh, oh. after he was a convicted pedophile. And when he was asked about it, Noam Chomsky said, it's none of your fucking business, which is probably the worst <laughs> answer you can yeah, give when someone's like, are you, are you a pedophile? And you're like... That's pedophile for, <laughs> hey, I'm a pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving that in. This is all staying. <laughs> this is good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. We'll, we'll get a clap and I'll sync it up and cut the clap out and we can leave in the uh, fact that I'm an Epstein <laughs> truther in here. <laughs> so uh, one, two, three. One, two, three. Ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the only pedophile-free podcast about movies. That's right. You're listening to another episode of The Horus with your host, Kevin. Joining me, as always, pedophile hunter, Walter. Walter, how you doing? Uh, and just to confirm, you are leaving in that, that stuff at the beginning. Oh, we yeah. Talk about this is, okay, good. Because this, this is going to make sense. <laughs> Nothing makes you sound more like a pedophile than being like, we don't like pedophiles. We're we're pedophile hunters. That's how much That's we true. don't like it. Yeah, we have we have no time for them. Mm -hmm. These pedophiles. Yes. Thank you. Hi, Kevin. I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Um, I feel like I'm going insane because of just. I'm sure you know how it goes. Everything at work is smooth sailing when your boss is in town. Yeah. As soon as your boss has to go outside of town. And they're like limited access to how much they can help you or answer questions. Everything decides to break at once. <laughs> um, so that was that's how I'm doing, you know. Yeah, you're rising to the challenge, and when they come back, you can just eliminate them and, and take your rightful position. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, we all know getting a promotion at work, just like being a train conductor, the only way to do it is to kill your boss. Yeah. And one on one combat. You have to cut their yep. head off for the quickening. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. That's how your friend became a train conductor, right? As yeah. Mm hmm Uh he is unfortunately not a train conductor anymore because he was beheaded. Uh so it's a shame. R. I. P. 
Well, oof, man, I can't think of a segue. <laughs> um, speaking if only of, we were still on pedophilia, we could yeah. have saved out of that. Yeah, speaking of RIPs, we got a movie that absolutely <laughs> rips this week. Uh, we have... Well done. <laughs> he, he saved it, folks. <laughs> um, we have Daniel Cronenberg's son, Brandon Cronenberg. Uh, nope. <laughs> David oh. Cronenberg's son. Daniel David's I got the last name, all right? Yeah. You know, I'm used to working in an industry where you call everybody Mr. or Mrs. in their last name. I mean, we yeah. don't use a lot of Christian names in the hospitality industry. It was about four years before you got my name correct, so. I still get your last name correct every time, though. Yeah, that's true. I've never called you um, the other last name you always get mistaken for. Uh, it's very similar to a common last name, but off by a letter. Yeah, I've never done that. Yeah. Um, anyways, so we're talking about Infinity Pool today. This was a 2022. I, I think it was this year, actually. It might have been 2023. Yeah, I think this it, week's a blur. Okay. Yeah. Um, 2023 science fiction horror movie. Yeah. Um, he departed from his dad. His dad likes to do uh, body horror, and he was like, shut, shut up, dad. I'm going to do sci-fi. I'm going to have cool, cool scientific questions and philosophy in my movies. <clears throat> um, yeah, a movie about a couple that goes on a vacation to a poor island nation that is riddled with crime. Where they meet another couple that does like the, hey, you know, we saw you from across the bar and we like your vibe. Um, and hijinks ensues. Yeah. Do uh, do we want to dance around spoilers for a little bit or or should we just get it out? They know the deal of the podcast. If, yeah, they're, if they're like, I haven't watched the movie, I hope they don't spoil it. <laughs> or movie review of a podcast, people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> We're coming in hot with spoilers in this one. Uh, yeah. But yeah, what did you think of this one, Kevin? I thought it was okay. Um, I didn't love <laughs> it. I didn't hate it. It had some stuff in it that really worked for me. It had some stuff in it that I was like, your dad's already done this. Like, what are you, mm. yeah. what are you doing, bro? This is and, an interesting companion piece to uh, Crimes of the Future because it's another one where like, this is very interesting. And I think I like it. But I'm not like, it doesn't quite all come together in the end i don't think yeah that's what i would say as well i think <clears throat> i i gave this movie just like a, it's just okay it's yeah. not the worst movie i've seen i don't know some people were trying to say it was better than crimes of the future i think they're both very mid like they're very okay movies i didn't sure. hate watching them and they're like the right amount of time to where i wasn't looking at the clock by being like how much of this yeah. shit is left I'm gonna wrap it up yeah <laughs> yeah they're both very watchable and like interesting engaging movies um but yeah it it also feels like it's coasting a little bit on that style more mm -hmm. than substance yeah and there are some things like i said when, when we go through the movie there are some things i want to ask you about because i just i feel like his dad's already done it Mm -hmm. So it just was kind of strange because it, it seems like something he is really cognizant of with his career is that he's a Nepo baby. You know, his dad's <laughs> yeah. a famous director and now he's a director. Mm -hmm. And I feel like he really wants people to not think of him as just like, you know, he got the job because his dad did it. Yeah. 
<clears throat> but I couldn't help but think about that with one of the main themes of this movie is like, you know, which me is the real me, the clone or mm-hmm. the one that walked into the cloning pod. And I feel like that's something that get asked, gets asked in the fly. That is he the uh, same person when he goes through the teleporter, if he's been disassembled yeah. atom by atom and reassembled? Oh, yeah, I think they, they touch on that a little bit, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, whether or not teleportation's actually just killing you and... Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's such an... I was surprised this movie didn't lean into that aspect of it more. I feel like it's brought up and then just kind of dropped mm-hmm. for the rest of it, um, which is all right. I just... it It seems like that would be the 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 thing to explore with this movie the question i always wonder with cloning is if you have a clone yep. and it jerks you off mm-hmm. is that just masturbating uh i think so yes you think let, so yeah let me pose a question to you okay. kevin uh your future self comes to you uh say like five years in the future comes to you appears in your room which one of you gives the other one a blowjob Neither. Neither of us. Incorrect. So I know what you're thinking. <laughs> uh, you're, you're saying neither. But what you're thinking is, oh, we 69 each other. That way I get two blowjobs. But then you have to have a dick in your mouth both times, which, you know, maybe in two, whatever, if that's your thing. But assuming heteronormative uh, standings on this one, it's going to really curb your enthusiasm if you got to suck on your own dick. I propose what you got to do is have the uh past self give the blowjob and just fucking go to town and then that way you got in five years can be like i'm about to get a fantastic blowjob it's an interesting point i would be more interested in like asking him questions about what the future's like um if my investment into bitcoin's ever going to pay off if i'm going to be able to get rid of these damn things and um you know own a house or Sure, sure. Yeah, after you spit, you can ask all those things. But just like you getting down to brass tacks, I do see the logic in your in your plan there. Because then it's then then from that point onward, you're just like, I need to survive the next five years. I need to do yeah. whatever I can to make sure I, have, I get in that time machine. I've earned. I have this. an amazing little treat coming my way. <laughs> A little from me to me. Yeah, I know exactly what I like. Yeah. It's just keep that in and, mind. And the answer to my question is, I think that it's a no. Because I think that as soon as you involve another person, it's no longer masturbation. Oh, that's, yeah. That's... I, unless they're like fresh out of the tube, directly dick in hand, I think, yeah, it is. Once they've had a different experience, a single different experience, they are now a different person. Yep, 100%. Yeah. 100%, sir. I'm glad that we, <laughs> this is the kind of big brain stuff that we talk about when we're not recording. That's- yeah, man, we really got to flip what we record and what we don't. <laughs> That's true. People are like, these guys are fucking weird. Um, not as weird as the masks in this movie. That was, I think, the only Boy. real yeah. scare is the movie like opens up with this shot of these creepy ass masks. Mm-hmm. I thought it was like a terribly scarred person yeah i thought that they were gonna go yeah i thought they were gonna go to an island and that's just like what everyone that lived on the island looked like and everyone was pretending that they weren't on an island where all the people that originated there are like horrible nightmare monsters yeah because it's such a nice resort (laughs) yeah they're gonna be like 
You know, the staff take a minute. It takes a while to get used to seeing them, but their service is impeccable. <laughs> Have you had these Mai Tais that Jerry's whipping up over there? It's yeah. top-notch stuff. You get a massage, you forget all about the horrific <laughs> scarred flesh. You won't even notice that your masseuse only has three fingers. <laughs> yeah, it's so all they need. That that my first note of the movie when I saw those masks is what have I gotten myself into? Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it comes in very strong and thought I w- I thought I was going to be experiencing a different movie after that point. Yeah, um, and it it it's the same with the. Other scene that really stuck out to me in the beginning that I don't know if it, it, anything like it gets repeated until the drug scenes, which is like the trippy camera twisting and floating through mm-hmm. space shot that like establishing that something something on this island is twisted. Yeah. <laughs> Jared Leto's in this movie is the Joker. <laughs> Doesn't he have his own little cult on a private island somewhere? He does. Yeah. Yeah. Allegedly, um, no, it's not allegedly. It's is, it's a real cult. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, he seems like a cool guy. That that Jared Leto. He's folks. Those of you listening at home, Walter is not joking right now. He's a big, <laughs> big, big thirty big seconds to Mars fan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, two things you gotta know about me: pedophile hunter and Jared Leto stan. <laughs> <laughs> um. So. Yeah, we get that kind of crazy shot right at the start of the movie that I don't think really gets repeated until they start to do drugs later yeah. on in the film. And we get introduced to kind of the main cast of characters uh, pretty quick into this movie. Mm-hmm. The... Good. I, I was just thinking, like, I forgot to write down anybody's name. Uh, I, so... Yeah, so James is the main character. Um, is it? His, yeah, Boy, all right. James and his wife, Gabby. And James is a author, but you don't really find out that he's a failed author until later on in the movie. Yeah. Um, his wife, Gabby, is the daughter of a media mogul. And pretty early on, <clears throat> she makes a joke that she's the whole reason why he has a writing career. Mm-hmm. And then we get introduced to uh, Mia Goth and her husband, Albin. <laughs> I did not yeah. write down Mia Goth's name. I just wrote her name as Mia every time I saw her in the movie. I know. Yeah. I mean, I wrote down all the actors names when I saw them. That's, it's going to drive me crazy if I don't look it up. And um, yeah. yeah. So she sees James and right away, she's like, Oh, I'm a huge fan of your book. Your book was, it changed my life. And Albin's like, Oh yeah. She wouldn't shut up about that book when she was reading it. And so you meet this couple and I would say they came on too strong. Like I, when she touches his throat just off the bat, no thank you. Yeah, no thank you. Like also, like, Mia Goth is Gabby. Uh, oh, the wife shit. is M. Okay, there yeah. we go. Yeah, M E M. I remember her name E-M. from the subtitles yeah. now. <clears throat> so yeah, M is the media mogul daughter. Gabby, yeah. Mia Goth, got it. Mm-hmm. And right away, something is off. Like I said, there's a scene where. Um, Mia Goth and Albin. <laughs> the scene where Gabby and Albin approach uh, the author, approach James, and they're like, oh, hey, you know, do you want to hang out? Blah, blah, blah. And all I could think of is that classic meme, like, hey, my, you know, my husband and I saw you from across the bar and we like your vibe. <laughs> like, right, they're soliciting yeah. him for a threesome. <laughs> or is, just, is he going to watch us fuck kind of thing? He does later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And 
right away I was just like, mm, don't like her. Don't yeah. don't go with her, James. You seem like a nice guy. Just enjoy your vacation with M. Just yeah. sit and sip a couple Mai Tais. You got they're they're already on shaking water, uh he and he and them. Uh but yeah, no, it's I can't imagine again, I don't touch my throat. First of all, I have a thing about my neck being touched. If a stranger just came up and just like poked me on the throat, no, 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 security, security. One of the highest degrees of honor Walter can bestow upon you is uh, letting you touch his throat. That's right. It was, it was, I'd say we'd known each other about 10 years before I allow, I commenced the ceremony where you were allowed to touch my throat. I felt like but Steve once. Irwin. You know, yeah. getting to getting to touch a majestic tiger's mane or something. <laughs> That's right. My children still have not earned the right. <laughs> they slap their hands away. So yeah, um, James, M, Gabby, and Albin decide to set off on a little adventure, renting a car from a local. Mm-hmm. And I don't think da, 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 I don't think I have anything else until. <laughs> there's a scene where things kick off yeah they they hop in this car and they've been drinking and partying and having fun and james has been making eyes at gabby it's like very clear they're gonna have some sort of weird sexual contact soon Mm -hmm. and he goes off to pee and she just like sneaks up behind him (laughs) like a handjob ninja yeah from the shadows (laughs) yeah she gives him a quick handy and i gotta say she must have great technique she makes quick work of that yeah and he looks like he's having his mind blown. James was good to go because that that passionless surprise hand job. I feel like I would not be able to to be like be done within that amount of, amount of time. Yeah, for for Gabby, it was just another day in the office. The look she had <laughs> yeah. on her face. <laughs> She's checking her watch. Like, oh, come on, man, I gotta get back. Yeah, and <clears throat> so this was James' exact fetish, like. <laughs> To a T. He could not believe this was happening to him. And so that was uh, a very memorable scene in the movie. I think that's maybe, for me, the most memorable scene because it feels very out of place mm-hmm. with stuff that happens until, like, the back half of the movie. Yeah. And on their way back is when the action really starts to pick up in this film. Um, James is driving, and he is a little drunk and tired. And the lights on the car are flickering. And there's just a dude walking in the road like he has no idea what roads are for. And he gets <laughs> smoked by James. Yeah. Just splattered. Um, yeah. And so I, I, at that point when they're like, do you know what the cops are going to do if they find out about us? They're going to murder, rape, kill all of us. I thought this movie was going to be like, they can't get back into the resort. They're being hunted by the police, like mm-hmm. Green Room, you know, where they're all yeah, slowly yeah. getting picked off. And boy, was I wrong. <laughs> yeah, no. It's, uh, so, yeah, really quickly, Gabby convinces them all to just go back to the hotel. And they're like, it'll be fine. The next day, it's not fine. They go to the police station. And then we get a hard pivot in this movie mm-hmm. where we like get into the main plot. Because it's you do not expect what's coming uh, to come up next. Yeah, I did not expect this at all. So they all get picked up and um, Gabby and Albin set up James and M and like gave a fake story to the police about how they stole this car. They were begging him to report it to the police. And he's like, fuck you. I'm not reporting this dead man to the cops. Mm -hmm. This guy's a broke ass loser bitch. (laughs) 
And so James is offered a choice of he can either get killed or he can take part in a body double process and uh, have someone stand in for him. And they never say like, hey, we're going to clone you, Dingus. It's going to be a clone that gets killed and not you. So he just agrees to the cloning, not knowing kind of the full context of it. Yeah, and for for an exorbitant fee, he gets out to do this, uh, which the he gets the money out of an ATM. Can you imagine what the the fee on that thing must be? Probably like a one percent, since it's you international. One percent of the transaction. Well, I mean, and we don't, I don't think we know exactly how much money it is, but that's yeah. probably pretty hefty. Yeah, it's probably a lot of money, and they can't make more money with this technology than like tricking tourists like they're running a tourist scam essentially yeah and it's like they can't be like hey billionaire ceo don't you wish you could have a clone go to work for you and you could just be like doing blow on your yacht all day (laughs) (laughs) like i i imagine there's a lot of people that would pay a billion dollars to have a clone that has the exact same like memory and capabilities as them that can go to work for them and they can like play nba 2k all day instead of going to work i would but yeah i'd but give up how, everything <laughs> how do you and the clone decide which one goes to work and which one plays 2k and how can you be sure you're not the clone you Kevin? just take turns you switch you go okay clone it's my you know monday wednesday friday i get 2k yeah. tuesday thursday saturday you get it on sunday we both play co-op <laughs> boom there we go when I uh, watched the most recent Doctor Strange movie, I thought about, like, if I traveled across dimensions and met another version of myself raising children, I'd be like, great, we can just tag team this shit. <laughs> and then once they're in bed, we can play board games together. This is perfect. <laughs> I would fucking love that setup. It reminds me of the the Ricks from Rick and Morty. Yeah. Where instead of it being like a council that wants to have, like, quasi-government control, it would just be like a council of yous playing board games. Yeah, we have like a rotation chart up. Who wants to play what? It'd, it'd be great. There's like one. We all have learned the rules of a different game, so we're all ready to to present. God, it'd be so good, Kevin. That'd be perfect. That's know. that's your yeah. version of heaven. Yeah, yeah, and I guess my family would be there too. But yeah, I'd be <laughs> playing board games with myself all the time. I don't know. I don't know how meeting another version of me would go down. I don't know what we do. I have a guess, but um, it's blow each other. No, <laughs> no, probably. I, I don't know how much you're partaking these days, but probably uh, alter your mind a little bit and get into some heady topics. Yeah, smoke a crazy amount of weed and then deny being stoned the whole time. But like, I'm not stoned. <laughs> Why would you accuse me of being stoned right now? <laughs> it falls into the you two arguing with each other about how stoned you are. How can you tell that I'm stoned? I get the worst. Yeah. I get the worst bloodshot eyes when I smoke weed. It's yeah, like it's super. It's super obvious when I'm stoned. But I'd still always be like indignant about it. Like, wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> You're accusing me of smoking marijuana, and I have like a hat with a weed leaf on it, a sweater with weed leaves on it. Like, do you know how serious of a person I am? You're accusing me of smoking weed. <laughs> am I pronouncing that right? Marijuana is that is that even correct? I don't even know. Mm-hmm. It's, I'm very convincing about it too, though. It's like that time I broke your pencil in front of you and you were like, did you break my pencil? I was like, no, this has yeah. always been broken. And you're just like, it was right. like, it was like just short of 
bringing it directly in front of my eyesight. <laughs> so I was just like, nah. but you were so confident. He's like, no, you didn't break your pencil. Of course not. The Classic. point is, you're a terrible person. <laughs> you lie as easily as you breathe. <laughs> we'd, we'd probably start our own. I think we'd start our own cell like Ted Kaczynski. We'd finally, yeah. <laughs> Ted Kaczynski's manifesto would finally be enacted if I met a bunch <laughs> of me's. I'd be like, do you hate technology too and think that technology is the root of all modern slavery? Yeah, mm. of course. <laughs> so, yeah, that's. Like I said, it's kind of weird that this island nation is like using it as a tourist trap to like milk yeah. a bunch of money out of rich people. When I'm sure there's plenty of rich people who would happily just pay money for a clone. Um, yeah, I mean, I it's the device they use to to tell the story. I'm I'm not too hung up on it, but it is kind of weird that uh like it, it's a big pill to swallow to yeah. kind of go through for the rest of this movie and when we meet the the kind of other waspy white weirdos who are doing this process over and over again um it it does it does seem like so who's really benefiting from this it seems like everyone's kind of sad about it yeah it's the government of that town well, it's like if you're the government of that country why wouldn't you clone all of your officials so it's like you can be like, hey, have you ever wanted to murder a mayor? Come murder this mayor right here. Yeah. Like, why don't you just clone a bunch of people and then put them in a town and be like, if you want to come and murder real human beings that yeah. uh, are not really aware that they're going to get murdered, come on down to, you know, I can't remember the name of the country, to Tabunga. Uh, yeah, it's it's a, I assume, fictional country. It has to be a fictional country. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just make just make it like a Westworld, but with people instead of robots. Exactly. So it's kind of a weird premise. And right off the bat, we do get asked an interesting question of how do you know the one that gets killed to atone for your crime is the clone and not the real right. you? And I would say that, <clears throat> you know, it's kind of a weird question, because if the clone has the exact same memories and physical properties of me, then it's like it is just as real as the real the real yeah. me so it's like there's no there's no difference yeah same thing with the like teleporter uh is is what comes out the other side still really you if you were broken down and reconstructed mm -hmm. if everything's in the same spot i mean, kind of yeah but uh and the same thing with the clones they they mentioned kind of briefly like sometimes it takes a couple tries for them to get the clones right but they're also like this one's spot on. We fucking crushed it with you. Yeah. Northman. We <laughs> Yeah, so it that was I think kind of a cool a cool little thing to think about after the movie. I mean, I I always enjoy thinking about those types of questions like the you know, how do you know when you go to sleep that you're really waking up and it's not just like yeah. a one long crazy continuous dream or mm -hmm. <clears throat> how do you know you're real and you're not just like a brain in a jar that aliens have hooked up to an experience machine. And it's like, I don't know if I can't, if I think this is real, then it's, I guess as real as like, yeah, that's what else can I do? Yeah. yeah me, me and every schizophrenic have the same answer. So, <laughs> so yeah, that's a kind of an interesting question that I had fun thinking about after the movie had ended. And I think that's something this movie does pretty well is it does give you some things to think about. Like if I had access to cloning, what would I do with it? And I certainly wouldn't use it the way the people in this movie do where. So if you commit a crime, 
you can get cloned and have the clones serve the punishment of your crime. Right. But these guys just use their clones so they can go out and like murder low level bureaucrats. Yeah. Uh, and it's just like, uh, yeah, just like do whatever they want. Run roughshod in this town. Why not do white collar crime? You know? <laughs> yeah. Cause that's, they're give they're given into their violent urges. Yeah. I didn't steal $10 billion. My clone did. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's a great point. Shit. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, it just it the the use of these people of this technology to just like go out and commit murder, I thought was kind of lame um in the movie and that was something that I think really kind of detracted from enjoying like the kind of setup of the movie with the cloning. But I do think they do a good job of showing that James's like descent into being a truly evil person is like slow up until a point it's not like when he sees his clone get killed he's obviously like enthralled by it and he wants to stay and figure out more Mm -hmm. and then it seems like he has some real regret about making that choice and then he's like so far committed to it that he can't back out and like go back to being a normal dude yeah i i do wish we got a little more insight into the the group of rich white because it, it seems like their only motivation is they're rich and out of touch. Yeah. And I mean, reality. Yeah. I interpreted that as just like the, the forever cruisers or the people that are always on vacation. And it's like, they're going to these exotic locations and just kind of like making life worse for the locals. And Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter to them because they can just like go live another life, you know, just fly away and get out of there anytime they want. They can buy their way out of any problem. Yeah. Um, and, they do uh and there's like uh, a very graphic scene where a very graphic execution scene but right before that we like see them in the cell i think it's after their first crime as they do as a group we see them in the cell and they're like complaining about their wait how long they've been waiting and they're all just being a bunch of karens it kind of like it almost sucks the horror out of like seeing them stabbed in the next scene because it's just like all right yeah good fuck that guy yeah, and I mean, I that's 100% the point of that scene. Because yeah. it's like, I think this movie has a lot of um, messages in it, like warnings about kind of the dangers of uh, living a purely hedonistic lifestyle, questionings of like, um, you know, if you get cloned, is it the real you? Or, yeah, uh, devaluing of human life because of cloning technology, which I thought was kind of interesting that because these people know that they can just get a like do a crime and get a get out of jail free card because a clone's gonna eat it for them. It's like how would cloning work on like a wider scale? Like we just have infinity war because we can just clone a bunch of soldiers and send them to fight each other and be like, well it's not real people dying. They're just clones. Yeah. Um and a lot of anti tourism messages in it. Or I should say a lot yeah. of like kind of the gallivanting, being super rich and going to a poor country tourism. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the kind of tourism that just sucks out all the natural resources of a of a place. Yeah, and I mean that yeah. that scene of them sitting in the cell. I think all of the movie's messages come across in like three minutes of film. It's like really cool yeah. to see it done, especially because when it happened, I thought it was the real them that the police mm-hmm. on the nation had like gotten tired of like letting them just get cloned to get out of committing crime. Yeah, and the, you know they get led into like a room and chained down and have their throats slit and it's like a really graphic scene and then yeah. like the break to hearing people cheer and clap and it 
pans over and like they're all just sitting there on benches watching it happen. Mm-hmm. I thought that was cool. I like that scene. Yeah, a lot. it's an effective scene. Yeah, it, uh, yeah, I I like that scene a lot too. It it just it it like it's also kind of supposed to be unsettling to yeah. see people have their throats cut and there's a little piece of like well uh, there i already feel like they have it coming mm-hmm. um so well it's like it's like watching a famous person become like villain of the day on the internet sure. where <clears throat> you know everyone's gathering around to like throw stones at this person online and then a week later like the person's laughing about it, like oh yeah haha that was so funny that happened to me mm-hmm. and so it's like yeah. kind of kind of the same deal where it's like they're you know, money and privilege and status like shields them from the real effects of what they're doing. Yeah. So James is going through all this and I don't know, I've never done uh hallucinogenic drugs, but I can't imagine like a worse situation to like start doing them in. <laughs> I just, <laughs> uh, hallucinogenic aphrodisiac is like, that's a crazy yeah. combination. That's yeah, man. And depending on the person you are, some people, if they're on hallucinogens, do not want to see other people's faces. Yeah. It's like it's really hard to see another person or to be interacting with a bunch of people and be having a good time. Sometimes yeah. you just want to be like laying down on a couch with a blindfold on and listening to music and uh, traveling to other realities and not <laughs> not having yeah. a weird a weird orgy where you all put on like horror fetish masks. <laughs> yeah. I it just the mindset he's in going into it and then yeah doing an orgy while you're while you're on it just seems like the worst fucking call you can make. like of course you lose your mind by the end of this mm-hmm. james like that's too much man yeah i i wouldn't want to chill i mean right away as soon as uh i met gabby i'd be like no we're yeah. out <laughs> um thank you for touching my neck please stay away from me creepy woman <laughs> yeah <laughs> But I also, I don't know if I would go on a vacation asylum in the first place, so. Hmm. Um, yeah, but that scene's really cool. I like the effects they have for, like, showing that he's on this mind-altering substance. It's always cool when a movie has sex scenes, but it's not, like, pornographic, where they, they don't want you to, like, focus on, like, oh, uh, yeah, watch some right. P going V. Mm, you like that, you little <laughs> freak. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Brandon's not Brandon's not sitting behind you like <laughs> telling you to pull out your hog when you're watching this scene. It's a very specific kind of porn that you watch. What do you think this chair behind me is for? It's, you know? Oh no. <laughs> it's for your wife to judge you. Yeah, it's not an office oh, chair. That's, it's not an office chair that's sitting there because I got a new one and I've been too lazy to throw that one in the dump. That's not <laughs> it. No, that's that's the spectator chair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so and commentator um <laughs> so i uh i thought that was a cool scene and it like really cements that like his full descent into being like a villain in this movie yeah yeah it's i i did crazy few notes after this point but um yeah it it's interesting because i it it's not clear for a while if he actually lost his passport or if he uh hit it away and but we do find out for sure later that he did oh i thought it was really obvious he hit his passport and i i I mean i i strongly suspected it but it's not it's not uh i guess it's not explicit until later in the movie yeah he Um, he could not break someone's mechanical pencil and then 
lie about it straight to their face. He's not a <laughs> he's not a killer. He's not a real man. Voice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> if if you tried to pull that on me, if you came in, you're like. I lost my passport. I'd be like, shut the fuck up. Go get your passport from under the sink. <laughs> yeah, you, oh, my passport's gone. <laughs> you stored your passport the same place I put my weed, okay? Yeah. Just start pelting me with quarters. Get your passport. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I like that he has a change of mind and he tries to get out and, like, it shows him getting his passport making amends with M before he finally gets like tricked into joining, or I shouldn't say tricked, but before he finally no, realizes yeah, he's, he's like a monster forced to come back. Yeah. Um, we see, uh, Mia goth, especially after Pearl, she does crazy. Like no other. She is spectacular at just unhinged performances, but like not it, like it could easily go too far into like, all right, you're the Joker. I get it. But she like, there's like just enough where it's like, She's insane, but she knows what she's doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I think it really helps that she has like a pretty normal look. You know what I mean? It's she yeah. doesn't she doesn't look like someone who's gonna be crazy. You see it and you yeah. think like girl next door. Like she seems like a normal person yeah, at she's the start not of this movie. Yeah. And she does a really good job too, I think, with selling it with her voice, where she like comes in and her voice is always calm and soothing and kind of mm -hmm. smoky. Uh, in in the early parts of the films, and then like her voice totally changes as she becomes like more and more unhinged. I I, I thought she did a good job in this movie. Yeah, she's a real stand up performance. I, I don't think there was really a a weak link in here, but she I, I, head and shoulders above the rest. Yeah, Northman I thought did a good job and yep. was really believable. Albin was crazy charming. If see, yeah, if Albin, I liked him if a lot. Albin came up to me and was like. Hey, do you want to hang out? Come on, eat some sausages. I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> a guy yeah. that wants me to just drink beer and have sausages? Of course. Oh, yeah. I would absolutely. And if he was just like making extra sausages, I was like, oh, please, someone has to eat it. Like, all right, I guess I'm going to eat the sausage. Like, I'm stuffed. I'm full of beer, but I'm just going to eat that sausage. It's He's so nice. What am I going to do? Mm hmm. And I've totally lost where we were in this. Um, uh, they've had the orgy. Yes. Um, he's gone insane. Uh, yeah, I think he, he's. We kind of glossed over. He he beat up himself. Yeah, uh, in disguise, I guess, as sort of like a hazing ritual on their part, or I guess they're just sort of making fun of him at the same time. It's kind of both, I guess. It's yeah, it's hazing because they're trying to initiate yeah. him as like a new member of this this group, this group of the new flesh, basically. Yeah. And I mean, they explicitly say later on in the film that they like picked on him and they were torturing him and hazing him, but he's going to come out the other side, like a totally new version of himself. Yeah. Uh, although it's weird because it's established very early on that M is the one with money in that relationship. And like at the end, they're like, we'll hopefully we'll see you again next year. It's like, ah, good luck, Swain, <laughs> convincing M to <laughs> book that flight. Yeah, it's, time around. it's not a it's not a what is it a type two fun situation where it's fun in retrospect. Yeah. I'm just not going to be like in six months be like, man, that vacation was so crazy. Yeah, it's so crazy. I love that you have three urns of your own ashes on our mantle. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go get some more. Another another crazy scene in the movie is towards the end um, after, you know, he tries to escape the group. And they pull him back in. Yeah. I thought that was kind of like a 
eh, I could have done without it. Um, sure. That was kind of, it's, I think it's a showcase for Mia goth, but yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think that was kind of the weakest part of the film is that he's like, Oh, I've totally had a change of heart. I'm going to get on the bus and go back home. It's like, we didn't need him to fully go through with all this step. Like we could have yeah. had him on the phone, you know, getting his passport and packing a bag. And then he gets pulled back at the last minute. Like them showing yeah. up to forcefully kidnap him was like, eh, he would have gone. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I guess it's an extension of their like disregard for all of the locals and anyone else. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's not them, but I, I, I think it could have worked just as well if as he was walking to the bus, they come out and, uh, threaten him. The immediate follow-up to that is also like another sick scene where they're all, you know, he escapes and some locals help him. It's I'm unsure if, if that really happened or if that was like a hallucination. Yeah. Locals really helped him. It seems like he's at the farm that, of the man he killed earlier, but it that may not be the case. It's it's hard to tell. But then you get that cool scene where the squad shows up and they're like, bring out the dog. <laughs> yeah. And it's him on a leash coming up, being led to himself, and he's supposed to kill himself to like fully complete his transformation. I thought that was a pretty wild scene. Yeah, that's that's some wild stuff. I the whole time I was thinking like just team up with with dog James and and fight them all off. Yeah, like you simple as two Northmen just they could overpower Mia Goth easily, steal mm-hmm. that gun. Yeah, that's a good. I didn't even think of that. That's a good idea. That's <laughs> has you have you been watching Cinema Sins? Is that where this? <laughs> that's yeah. Ding, we're gonna. This, this movie has a hard pivot in the cloning. We have a hard pivot into pedantic uh, nitpicking. Um, um, yeah, I, it's been a while since we've shown cinema. <laughs> that very successful YouTube channel. I I thought that was a cool scene, and the part about that scene that really freaked me out too was after he beats himself to death. Maybe the most brutal way yeah. you can kill someone. Strangling is pretty. Fuck up your hand. Yeah. Strangling pretty nuts. Stabbing someone yep. to death, I'd say probably ranks above strangling in terms of like crazy ways to kill yourself but beating <laughs> yourself to death with your bare hands is like yeah that's the top that's pretty that's yeah that's the up upper echelon yeah because it's i mean i've watched a fair amount of mma and it seems like killing someone by punching them in the face is way harder than you think it's going to be yeah i i think so and i again i feel like it's just gonna fuck up your hand real bad mm-hmm. uh yeah yeah, the it's, human head is pretty tough. Yeah. Especially if you're I, a, a warrior like Walter and I, you know? These big, exactly, yeah. Big Cro-Magnon foreheads. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's like a solid brick above my eyes. <laughs> um. So, but the scene after that where Migoth comes up and um, comforts him and then breastfeeds him. <laughs> yeah. And you get a couple that shots comes of... Out of nowhere. You get yeah. a couple shots of, like, a nipple becoming elongated and like oozing something out when they're having their weird orgy mm-hmm. drug fueled party. And I thought that was like, mm, unsettling. Yeah. Pretty <laughs> gross. Brandon. Yeah. Me, me and goth come in and be like, shh, 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 just take it. Just take it. Yeah. And be like, mm, smear some mommy. blood on it first. And then, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, that was unsettling. That was a moment where I was like, mm, the authors, the writers, uh, barely disguised fetish on film. <laughs> yeah. I 
like that had to be such a weird day to film. Like they always talk, I've always see actors talk about like filming sex scenes is never like sexy. It's always awkward. It's a bunch of people around. It's terrible. I can't imagine like breastfeeding a grown on a grown woman. Well, as a grown man, I should say. Whoops, <laughs> Walter Walter pedophile hunter. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, it just had to be a nightmare to film. I'm, I'm clipping sure that. that is going on a soundboard. I'm clipping that one out. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Um, yeah, just an awkward scene to have filmed, an awkward scene to have watched. It was one of the few scenes in this movie. I was like, I really hope my wife isn't walking on this. <laughs> this yeah. is a tough scene to explain to somebody. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things. Like, I, I promise, this is not porn. Let me show you Mia Goss IMDb. You will see that she is a professional actress. No, honey, it's to symbolize that he's been reborn and he's a baby now that he's killed himself. <laughs> yeah. Let me rewind that you need the context. I see now you need the context. And yeah, I think the movie kind of wraps up after this point. We don't get a whole lot of action yeah. or scenes anymore. Um, yeah, we, we see them on the bus to the airport and they have all just reverted back to their like super casual. We're going to be remodeling our house when we get home kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Like normal um, people. And I, I think something about that scene too that's really cool is not the scene on the bus where they're like talking about like I hope our mail got picked up while we were gone. Yeah. But just like when he's at the airport and he's looking around and he's seeing all those other people that are there and like happy and excited. I was wondering how many of these other people went to that island to do something like what he was doing. Because mm, it, yeah. it, it just makes me think of like all the people that like to go down to Mexico. It's like, I know a lot of people that like going to Mexico because it's really easy to get high quality drugs and you can just be like wasted on the beach all day doing drugs at like a tourist resort hotel. And like, you're not going to get in trouble. You know, you're American, yeah. you have a bunch of money. And yeah, the writer for this movie really doesn't like tourism. They, <laughs> the writer of this movie fucking hates tourists. Yeah. I think it is uh, Brandon Cronenberg wrote this movie as well. I think so. Um, but Yeah. What happened to him on the vacation? I, I, know, I mean, I, I don't know. He's probably from a fairly affluent lifestyle. I, I think Cronenberg is a, a successful enough director. Uh, he's so a he's I'm, Canadian director. He's a successful that's true. Canadian yeah. director. Because usually what happens if you're a good, a big shot director, you immigrate to the United States and you become an American director. But <laughs> yeah. They're still Where real art is made. <laughs> yeah. They're still <laughs> looking for handouts from the Canadian <laughs> government to get their Canadian films made. <laughs> a bunch of putzes. Um, but yeah, it's possible that he's gone on some of these vacations before and, and met this sort of, these sort of people and been like, boy, I'd love to see you punch yourself to death. Yeah. I'm not personally, I'm not a big fan of going on vacation. Like, really poor countries yeah and like part of the reason why i don't think i'll ever go to mexico is because so many of the resorts are owned with like cartel affiliated groups so even if you're not going there and buying drugs like you're still getting money into the hands of people that are like probably making life worse for the average person in that country yeah. and it's not just mexico that has that problem there's a lot of those other countries that are really struggling to like do something about criminal organizations like 
I imagine if you go to Romania, it's the same thing where it's like, you don't really know if the place you're saying is like legit or affiliated with like a Romanian crime family. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's tricky. I, the, when I like to travel, it's kind of to kind of like get a feel for a place. I, I don't, I, resorts don't really seem that appealing to me or like cruise ships. Yeah. Don't really, like, I don't, I don't I see don't. the point of a cruise because everyone I know that goes on cruise, they're just like, dude, I was so fucking wasted the whole time. It's like, I can get drunk at home. Yeah. <laughs> I can it's get so drunk much cheaper and piss my pants and sleep <laughs> in my own bathtub at home. <laughs> I don't have to yeah. go somewhere for that. Okay. <laughs> And it's yeah, I've I've never been on a vacation to like a a resort town or anything like that. I don't think I'd like it either. I like to stay in like yeah. historical districts of cities if yeah. I go somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, resorts and stuff. It just feels like you're. I mean, that's the idea, I guess. But you're just buying the prepackaged vacation that everyone else gets. Yeah, and if I want to, if I'm going to go on a vacation, I want to like at least learn something to feel like I got something more out of it than like sleeping until noon and having someone bring me like a ham, eggs and cheese every morning. I mean, look, you said it to me right now and I got like a full chubby at the idea of sleeping until noon um, and not having to cook breakfast in the morning. But uh, yeah, so before times. Yeah. Um, So yeah, this movie it's crazy anti-tourism message right at the end. It's like the big punch he wants to leave you with about like the thing about that. Um, which I thought was like kind of interesting as someone who's worked in tourism for a long time, because there's definitely a lot of communities here in the state I reside that Mm -hmm. if we didn't have tourism, uh, would not be doing well. So it's like, it's kind of a double-edged sword for sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) That, that, I mean, yeah. And then many places still need and rely on that income. And I didn't really understand like the ending scene. So we see him in the airport looking around at all these people like horrified. And then he just stays behind on the island and like is just like sitting in a lawn chair during a storm. Yeah, I think just decides not to to go back home. And I I kind of assumed just like went back to die or like let himself get swallowed up by the storm. Um, I mean, just I think we're supposed to just think like he's completely fundamentally broken at this point and. Doesn't is, belong anywhere else. The storm symbolizes his life. His life is chaotic, like a storm. Oh shit! Yeah. So I put on my high school English teacher hat. <laughs> yeah, I just I almost wish that we hadn't gotten that shot, and it just ended with him like looking around at people in the airport. Um. So those are those are the only two like complainy bits about the movie I really had, as far as scenes where the airport shot and the him getting abducted again scene where like the only two parts of the movie was like, eh, this, this isn't doing anything for me. Mr. Cronenberg, you could have cut this. Yeah. I, I, I don't, uh, I don't hate the, the shot at the end, but I, it does feel a little bit like he written himself into a corner and kind of like, didn't have a, a strong finish for it. Um, but I, I mean, and, and like we had mentioned earlier, I don't feel like things quite come together like i i don't think the the message of anti-tourism is is definitely there and it's apparent but it doesn't have much nuance to it like you said it's it's like a punch to the face a little bit and it doesn't feel like there's much else going or like there's some other ideas going on but they're not as developed as that one 
there's all the workings of a really good ending for this movie, yeah. like that have been thrown out to us, just like in Crimes of the Future. It had like all these really interesting bits thrown at us, and then none of them like stuck the landing. Like we didn't get a clear kind of ending message. Yeah. Yeah. And anything else you want to say about this one or? Uh, I don't think so. That's yeah. I, I realized I took so few notes on this one again. It it was very interesting and engaging. I was never bored watching this movie. Mm-hmm. And um, like, I, I think I would recommend it to a, a certain uh, demographic of people. Um, but yeah, it, it is, it didn't, it's not like, it's good, not great. I, I guess is my final analysis of it. Um, I I've seen one other of uh, Brandon Cronenberg's movies. I saw Possessor, and I I think I enjoyed that one quite a bit more than this. Uh, this is my first movie from him that I've seen, and yeah. I mean, I it was interesting enough that I think I would watch other movies of his. If you yeah picked one out, I wouldn't be like, oh, God, another foreign film. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I I'd definitely be interested to see what he does next. I, yeah, this was certainly not like, all right, I got I got your whole gist now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that brings us to our favorite part. Um, do you think you'd survive this movie, Walter, if you were in it? Uh, that's a that's a great question. If I, I mean, so I, as I said, if Mia Goth comes up and touches my throat, stranger danger, get the hell away from me. And then I have a quiet uh, dinner with my wife that night and head home. Um, if if her husband comes up, uh oh, we got a problem. Cause that dude's fun. Um, Albin, what's Albin. going on, dude? <laughs> yeah. No, but, uh, I feel like if say I, I go through the whole scenario, I, I hit a guy with the car, I get arrested. I can somehow afford to pay for a clone to be made. I see that clone die. I'm handed the urn with ashes of what may be the original, maybe the clone. I'll never know. Um, I'm getting the fuck out of there. I'm like gripping my passport so tightly so as it will not blow away. I'm leaving immediately. Mia Goth is trying to talk to me as I'm walking out the door. I'm just like, nope, the hell away from me. I think I would do fine. Yeah, I think I'd do fine. If my wife was like, hey, do you want to go on vacation to a poor crime-ridden island? Right, she'd be like, yeah. Nah. <laughs> I'll pass. It feels it feels a little bit like cheating that we're like, oh, I just wouldn't do the thing. But uh, yeah, there's a there's a lot of like slippery slope for James to fall down that I don't think I would ever get on that slope. Yeah, and I mean other other slopes I would have avoided is uh, strange white woman coming up. Mm-mm, no, thank you. Yeah. Stay away from yeah. me. Mm-hmm. Would have shut her down. Alvin, yeah. I would have been hanging out. I'd be like, you want to hang out at our hotel room? Maybe watch TV. Talk about yeah. eating sausages and drinking whiskey. That sounds like fun. Yeah. Um, but I also as long think as your wife doesn't try to give me a surprise hand job, I'm not into that. I also think that if, uh, well, in that situation, I'm like get, get, I do this better. Get watch a pro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've been given, I've been giving me hand jobs for thirty years. You sit in that spectator chair and you tell me I'm a dirty boy. <laughs> <laughs> you don't, you don't know what the hell you're doing, Gabby. Um. Yeah, that, that would have been another scene that I'd be like, hmm, this is not the people I want to hang out with. But I think where I really would have been out of it is when the guy's like, oh, you can pay money for a double. Because I would have been thinking that uh, they just like get a, a local poor person to like stand yeah. in for me and be like, your name is um, 
Kevin, and you're going to suffer the death or for the crime you've committed. So I'd have been like, eh, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, in that scenario, yeah, I don't think I could do that, certainly. Um, and, yeah, clone me. Again, if I could somehow afford it, I I don't know, I guess. Uh, but I'd, I'd be watching the perfect board game partner be slaughtered. That's, I don't want that. Yeah, that's a fate worse than death, so we'll say. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I, I think we both would have made it through this movie. Yeah, I think fine. it'd be all right. Yeah. <laughs> And I guess if I had to give this movie an overall score, like two and a half out of five, it's I'm with there. I'm with you on. I didn't hate it. I'd recommend this movie yeah. to people that enjoy. Like if someone said, like, I want to watch a weird new horror film. Yeah, um, I would probably recommend Annihilation first or some like the other kind of cool sci fi horror film that have come out. But this movie would definitely be on like a list if someone said, give me five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I, I think I, I think I enjoyed it a little bit more than the than the two and a half. But, uh, but yeah, no, I, I agree. Where it's like it's it, it's a very particular niche for like what I would recommend this for. But in that niche, it's like this is a pretty good example of what it is. See now, oh, now yeah. I'm now I'm paranoid, and I have to look what I gave Crimes of the Future. Oh fuck, I didn't. Hmm. This is why I'm afraid of giving rankings. I didn't log it on Letterboxd. Um, uh, yeah, I, it, I'll rank Crimes of the Future on my Letterboxd, and I'll give it the same thing, two and a half. Because yeah. it, it works on a lot of levels. Um, the, yeah, movie did make say, me, the movie did make me think about it after I was done watching, which is something I always appreciate when a movie can do that. Yeah, I, I mean, it, this may be worthless, but I, I think I might say I enjoyed this one a little bit more than crimes of the future i would agree um, with that i think but it is i mean it's just like a tighter story and and you know less less big ideas uh, mm-hmm. or fewer big ideas i should say going on yeah and so are there any other movies you want to talk about have you watched anything good recently uh i don't think i've got anything i there's a a couple movies that just came to streaming that i'm going to check out this week but uh Otherwise, yeah, it's it's been a bit of a slow week for me. I rewatched Bloodsport last week. Oh, fucking pretty, banger! I can't believe great movie. Finding out yeah. Skyler hasn't seen Bloodsport. Bloodsport it's, was it's wild. Did you? Yeah. So I know this is something. It's tough. The audience <laughs> they're going to see this spreadsheet of like seven hundred movies that Skyler, the only two time guest on the pod, yeah. gave us and asked us to be like go through this list of movies and tell me what I should watch. But there were some movies on there that I was like. I don't know if I can, I don't know if I want to even bother to waste my time to talk about movies with you if you haven't seen this. <laughs> there, there's quite a few surprises on there. And look, we blood all have. Sport, I can't. How do I you know. not see blood? It's on TV every other day. How do you not see <laughs> yeah. this? It's very short. Come on. It's, yeah. Um, yeah. And it's rad. Um, another, it, another movie that, like, I can't believe for as much, he knows my favorite movie is old boy he knows it Hmm. yeah he hasn't seen sympathy for mr vengeance or sympathy for lady vengeance and it's like don't (laughs) don't try to talk to me about the anime if you haven't read the manga okay (laughs) um primer was another one that i was like you haven't seen primer are you kidding i like primer a lot i like i can't articulate why i like primer but i like primer a lot it's a movie that does time travel that like has a cool enough 
shtick with it, with him like having the earpiece and he's always listening to conversations yeah. he's recorded. It's like it it works just enough for you to really believe it. And mm-hmm. it's like the premise of how they set up the time travel is also cool because they are not like, oh, well, you see, by hooking up a nuclear accelerometer to a discombobulator, like they don't go into the science. They're just like, we got time travel. It works. Yeah. It's a, <laughs> it's a fucking rubber made with a wire coming out of it. Don't ask questions. <laughs> uh, I can. Um, did, good. Did you see that uh, that director's follow up? Uh, I think it's I think it's called Upstream Color. Mm hmm. It's a, it's pretty good. Uh, if you like primer, it's a, it's a good one to check out. I, I promise I'm going to stop hammering on this list, <laughs> but another movie he has on there that was like, I, how have you not American psycho? How have you not seen American? That, psycho? Yeah. That was a little surprising for just for like our age. I don't even like that movie that much, but I also like, I've seen it. Yeah. It, it, yeah. The deer hunter was another one that was like, dude, I, I only saw that one like two years ago, I think. It's so good. I love that. It's movie. a good movie. It's it's not it's not it's, I mean that's one of those movies where, like I kinda had to psych myself up for. Dude, I it's, I walked into it like a little buzz and I was like, I I'm finally gonna watch this movie. And I watched it and then like a month later I was like, I gotta rewatch this. I can't get this stupid ass movie out of my head. <laughs> um this is a big one for you, The Devil's Backbone. It's Okay, now look, you triggered me. <laughs> Been telling this motherfucker to watch The Devil's Backbone for years. It's offensive that he hasn't. It's one of my favorite movies. Mm-hmm. My favorite of my favorite directors' films. It's wild that he's not watched The Devil's Backbone after I've repeatedly told him to. Preach, preach, sister. Yeah, it's a great movie. I love that one so much. Yeah, I saw that on there. I was like, Walter's gonna be pissed going through this yeah. list. So I hope that the movies that we recommended to him off this list um, become like soon to watches for him. I hope so. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm also working through my like to watch list uh, recently, but it's far shorter than the 700s he's got. Man, and I'm I'm so he made a list for me of movies that I strongly recommended to him. And the, I got that too. Yeah. Yeah. The Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance on there, but I don't see sympathy for Lady Vengeance. And I, I saw your comment on there that you thought these movies were just okay. Um, yeah. Is there anything you want to say or comment on about that? <laughs> anything you want to apologize for about that? I no, totally um, recommend that they're like very, I totally not recommend, but I totally recognize that they're like, yeah, not, they're not the deer hunter. They're not, yeah. they're not a movie. They're not a movie that you're going to like walk away from and be like, what did I just watch? But yeah. I think that the setup for sympathy for Mr. Vengeance and the characters are like just tragic enough. You really feel bad for the situation they're in while still being like, this is a crazy movie. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, I, I think I watched these back in college, so it's, uh, I am a little fizzy on details. I think sympathy for Mr. Vengeance, uh, was just like, so, bleak and almost like repetitively bleak in and how it was doing it. there's like like things keep changing hand or like who's getting vengeance kind of keep changing hand in that one that's the whole point you know vengeance begets vengeance but it just i i definitely i think i watched old boy first and then went back and watched those ones and so my like i fucking loved old boy what a rad movie simply for mr vengeance like oh this is all right um and then uh, Simply for Lady Vengeance, um, I think is a very 
cool concept that maybe can't quite sustain a full movie, but does an admirable job, I think. Interesting. Just a, just a silent head um, shaking. I would listeners. say that's what that was. If you go back and decide to rewatch those, there's a really cool <laughs> cut of sympathy for Lady Vengeance, where it's the fade the black to black and white. And white. Yeah, I would oh, say yeah. if you've seen the movie once and you thought it was mm-hmm. okay, I feel like that movie adds a lot to it. Uh, it's very dumb to say, but uh, surprisingly, changing <laughs> the colors of the film changes the impact some scenes have. <laughs> and it it just it's it's one of the few movies that's done like a fade to black and white that I'm like, damn, this really fucking works on so many levels. So I'd say if you do go back and rewatch them, which you don't have to, I'm not forcing yeah. you, um, but I think that's a better way to watch it. And I haven't seen Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance in a long time. I mean, Old Boy is my my favorite out of the three Vengeance movies, but yeah, Old Boy is is very good, and I think is is also the most uh, uh I don't know approachable or or like broadly appealing mm-hmm. um well i'm while still having like some very dark fucked up stuff in it yeah and um, i'm i'm just a really big park chan wook fan he's my favorite yeah. director and um yeah. just great movies i really like handmaiden it, it's fantastic i was about to say he did the handmaid too that yeah i watched that movie a few years ago it was so good did you That's watch a, that on my recommendation or have we talked about that uh no i don't i think we talked about it after i watched after i've seen it but um we might have talked about think it. it was on your in like a not recorded format yeah i think we might have um but yeah that that's one where i highly encourage anyone to watch that movie and to not know much about it going oh, yeah. in. we've definitely talked about it because we talked about the sex scenes a lot which yeah. uh, are a, a bit much but other than that fantastic movie um and we've talked about why anyway there are any recent movies you've watched that you want to talk about I watched the, I think the newest James Bond movie, No Time to Die. Yeah, that's the most recent one. Oh, I hated right. it. You want me mm-hmm. to believe James Bond gives a shit about a woman? Like one of his whole, <laughs> like, I don't want to say selling points, but like one of the like things about Bond is that like he famously like doesn't care about anyone but himself. And I just yeah. didn't like the setup for the movie. I thought the acting was really bad. I'm not a big Bond guy, so I'm not like, oh, Pierce Brosnan's the only Bond. Uh, I think James Bond in general sucks, and I really wish we would stop getting Bond movies. But this movie had a lot of beautiful shots, and it was one of those things that watching this movie, I realized that that's kind of like a big selling point of Bond movies is like showing off like, ooh, here's cool technology that's like based on stuff that really exists or based on products that really exist. So it makes you think that like this technology is possible. It's like selling you a alternative current version of reality or an alternative mm-hmm. timeline and very cool shots, very good music. Like the cinematography in Bond movies is always good. I think Yeah, the music is always I, I think like really good. They, they started as especially in the sixties when people were not, when traveling was not as uh, easy or readily available to people like showing all these exotic locales and having them travel over all over the place is kind of like part of why people would go see the movies. And that's carried down uh, through the modern era. Um, I, I think him uh, caring about a woman uh, is them trying to inject a little bit of uh, character development into uh, this 25th outing. Um, I surprise. I like this movie, but uh <clears throat> 
that's uh i think it worked pretty well as a send-off to daniel craig um and you know we is the only instance where we have like a beginning middle and end to any of these any take on this character excuse me and i didn't i didn't really care for uh rami malik as a bad guy i thought he did a really uh, bad job. yeah i was like you're he, he such was a corny a bad guy i would f- put your head in the toilet I'm like are you gonna give me the cure huh loser <laughs> nerd yeah he he was a little underwhelming i think um but uh yeah and overall i like that one yeah interesting well i guess we'll have to agree to disagree on that as as we often do and yeah. i swear to god i saw something else <laughs> i haven't talked about but i i don't think so i think i only saw two movies in theaters last month dungeons and dragons and pope's exorcist Mm. and no time to die and then i watched a ton of anime um and i'm not going to talk yeah. about anime on this podcast so that's this time yeah uh i will shout out a a little horror movie i watched on shutter called blood relatives kind of a horror comedy vampire uh meets his teenage daughter uh not not great but good time if you already have shutter worth checking out mm. yeah sounds cool I want to go see that the vampire's assistant or whatever the movie is called. It looks dumb. Um, oh, uh, Renfield. Yeah, it, it looks yeah, dumb. It, it just came to streaming. I've heard oh, very fuck. good things Hell about yeah. it. If it's on streaming, yeah. I'm definitely going to watch it. It yeah. looks like my kind of like movie to watch after like the end of a week, where I just want to like sit back with a cocktail and kind of zone out while a movie is on. Yeah, I've I've heard. I'm probably going to watch that movie tomorrow. It's I'm very excited for it. Well, and it's that time of the podcast where one of us gets to decide what the next movie to watch is. And since you just picked infinity pool, I believe it is my turn to pick a film. It sure is. And, uh, you should have seen this, but there's too much glee on your face. (laughs) You should have seen this this. a mile away, but it's going to be scream six. Okay. As to be perfectly honest, I almost watched this a few days ago and then I was like, Kevin might pick this one. <laughs> yeah. That's, I did the same thing. I was like, ooh, I could watch. I could have a little double feature day, Scream and Infinity Pool. And I was like, you know what? It's my turn to pick. We should talk about this because I'm going to yeah. have thoughts after watching it. Um, Scream franchise. I, I almost be... watched it and took notes. <laughs> I was like pretty confident yeah, this the, was going to come up. The Scream franchise will eventually be covered out of order, which I think is the best way to do Scream. <laughs> and uh not in sequence so <laughs> so yeah scream six is the next movie that we will be watching um shout out to the sickos that listened to the podcast the last week apparently we had 50 listeners this week and most of them were on old listen what? on the old episodes yeah that's what i said <laughs> i like open up the metrics one day i was like why did 19 different people listen to old episodes of this podcast. They weren't even listening to the newest one. So um, if you are one of those sickos out there that was listening to them, thank you. If you're someone that listened to all of our episodes back to back in a handful of days, reach out. Um, let us know what's <laughs> going on. We'd love to make sure you get the help you need. <laughs> yeah. Maybe not. Don't reach out. Maybe not reach out to us. Reach out to somebody. <laughs> somebody cares about you. <laughs> Yeah, so if you want to get in touch with us, uh, you can head over to Twitter at the Horus. Um, I do look at that account, but I don't post anything on it because I just don't care to engage with anything on Twitter. It's an awful website. Do, do we have a Gmail still? 
No. Do we have that mm -hmm. ever? No? Okay. We should set Just up a, an email, but... Yeah, maybe we'll do that. Yeah, maybe. We'll think about it. And um, make sure you give us a like, subscribe, five stars, whatever it is, on the podcasting platform of your choice. If we can keep these numbers up for a couple months, we will have Boner Pill sponsorship. <laughs> We've been joking about it for months, and I would love to have like yeah. a blue chew yeah. flag in the background of my <laughs> Zoom calls. Yeah, uh, and I would love to feed my children. So, like, really, <laughs> just a win all around. And we will be back um, talking about the latest Scream movie, Scream 6. Thank you for listening, and have a good week. Thanks, everybody. <laughs>